0: Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pot in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye.
1: That's right. And to avoid lazy negativity, we made this episode a bit of a drinking game. <laughs> yeah. So anytime you hear anything negative at all, you're going to hear
2: this sound. <clears throat> that sound means we're drinking. Ow! We hope you drink along with us. So, pour yourselves a glass. Let's all say cuckoo, cuchu to Russia. I'm drinking vodka because I'm throwing my hat in as their new president. <laughs> that is crazy. I mean, it's not going to be what... John looks yeah. like he's sniffing his. He's like frozen up again. So, like, he just looks like he's Christ. taking a big sniff. Give me a second. He yeah, looked yeah, like he was yeah. about to snort your shot. That was great. Is it the fancy stuff again? This is a...
0: This is a deli- no, this is a delicious mezcal from Mexico. It's. I, don't, I almost don't want to shoot it. It's so incredible. But I'm going to do it for you guys. Us. thank you so
1: much guys thanks we are back to our summer blockbuster face off the premise is simple we take all of the best summer blockbusters of all time that topped the box office domestically from 1980 mm. to 2019 plus star wars and jaws and we are battling them off head to head year by year this is the episode for 1996 versus 1997. 1998 versus 1999 we got some good movies for you today we Ooh, got independence boy, day men in black aka will smith guaranteed box office hit I'm then, the <laughs> mm. we have armageddon which tops 1998 98 versus uh oh here they come here they come star wars the phantom menace episode 1 1999 there's a, there's a little contention over which for the men in black year. we'll talk about it in a second was it lost world was it men in black we it's men in black for us that they top the domestic box office charts maybe you want to sit there and be like but the international numbers but guys
2: lost world's not winning this thing lost world's not winning this all right we all love as the dinosaurs we, messing with the yeah, kids as but long as we get winning. the names right we're fine that's right oh too soon <laughs> Jeff got dude, so much grief on Facebook this yeah. week.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. I messed up. I said so many names and I messed one name up. I'm going to mess it up again. Get it right, like, dude. Gwendolyn Page.
0: That's what Not I said. Geraldine. It is yeah, supposed to I, be. It's supposed to be
1: Geraldine. And I said Gwendolyn. And I got fucking roasted. She's like, come on, guys. I was like, guys, I talked for an hour out of the 90 minute episode. I messed up one name. I'm so sorry, um, people.
2: But you know what? Was she wrong? No.
1: Shut up, Dave. <laughs> All right. Shut up. Our, new bu- our new buzzers are so small, Dave. Oh, sorry. You just fucking Drake. Okay, people. That's what we're doing. We're so excited. We had such a blast. Oh my God. Some hits include Back to the Future beating Ghostbusters and ET beating Jedi. Those are some of our favorites. And Raiders <laughs> of the Last
2: arc had to go home. No need to listen speaking, to those episodes. Just kidding. Speaking of box office, did you hear the Flash dropped a ridiculous 79% in its second week? Not a great first week either. Not, I, yeah, it made fifteen million this weekend.
1: Uh, the, I, mean, I I think I
2: mean. that I think the um, Jennifer Lawrence comedy made more than the Flash in week two. All
1: right, um, you know yeah. what? In going through these years, we're going to give you highlights of the years, some movies that came out. You'll notice in the nineties, the comedies were so great and they ruled. There were so many summer blockbusters. Some were awesome hits. Some flopped like crazy. And these comedies, mm. a lot of them did pretty well in the nineties, and a lot of them lived on, you know, to tell the tale. So I'm all about a comedy you know, this year. Yeah, summer comedy. Bring them back. Bring those
2: back. Get out to the theater, people. Get out. Look alive. Doesn't have to be super dramatic. That's right. Speaking of super dramatic. (laughs) John, you want to shout our sponsors out? (laughs) That was not a throw to John. (laughs) John, sponsors. John's gone. Dude, my fucking
0: internet is fucking terrible today. I don't
2: know. John's on spectrum. You know
0: what? From now on, from now on, we have one sponsor, the artist known as Dasein. Wow. We're, we're going to yeah. do it, you guys. This is The transition Does has to happen. Gotta <laughs> Does, happen. Carlos, <laughs> give us more beers and you're, you're back in the group. <laughs> uh, the artist known as Sign provides all of our music. That's D-A-S-E-I-N. You can find the music available on all the usual music platforms. Go there. Enjoy yourself. It's the music at the top and end of our shows. So uh, enjoy, download. You're
2: welcome. It's also the music all in the right. middle. That's the bit that keeps getting us in trouble
0: oh yeah that's the
1: one
2: yeah because oh, until I, we started using that we weren't getting copyright violations oh because i didn't read we have we get with a journalist. problem where your sponsor gets oh, suddenly yeah. gets famous and you're like well shit now we've got to fill out all these forms
1: da sign go listen to <laughs> him he's top <laughs> the ambient do? charts people all right dave any news you want to you want to get off the no we already spilled it the, the flash right thing
2: yeah. um
1: yeah dropped a lot all right well why Not don't good. we do it are you ready to rock it should we dive right into this sure
2: Let's do it.
1: all right see you soon I don't know why i said you, so fuck it
0: i know you're gonna play yeah, that what music you, transition.
1: What, we're both sitting here like what's he about to where'd do he he gone? Where'd he go? where'd he go all right yeah, people yeah. here we go 1996 versus 1997 this is the will smith segment this is independence day versus men in black but we're now, gonna I just, start i just want to be clear jeff you have 30 minutes to discuss these so don't take up 10 minutes with the fucking no, no, no you're fucking with me now something <laughs> happened last time this is not my fault there's no way we talked about one of those
2: movies for 26 minutes yeah, last week. Yeah, okay. go, back and, go back and watch it. Anyone who's seen it, just call us, call us up on the number we have and tell him he's wrong. We have a YouTube people. All right, let's go. Independence Day topped the box office chart. So
1: that's what we're leading with, 1996. We're going to be talking about Independence Day. John, what other movies did well at the box office in 1996? Uh,
0: a little a little movie about a natural disaster called Twister comes in at oh, number two. Yeah. Still about seven, almost 70 million less. So... Not, like, super close. And then uh, the premiere of something we're going to be talking about in the future, a sequel of Mission Impossible, the first. The Brian De Palma-directed Tom Cruise starring, um, you know, giant would-be franchise. That comes yeah. in pretty cleanly at number three. Then some other ones you may have heard of, The Rock uh, a little comedy called The Nutty Professor, The Birdcage, one of my absolute favorites. Look at The Birdcage coming in at number seven for right? the year. Is that crazy? That's pretty impressive. I'm i mean, Look that.
2: at the cast though. That's going to get people in the fucking theater. I know. But it's
0: like an R-rated comedy. Those usually yeah. don't kill that way. But I'm That's fucking right. I love hearing it. Uh, a Time to Kill, one of my favorite John Grisham um, adaptations from the early '90s. First Wives Club, Phenomenon, uh, Eraser. What's up, Arnold? Hunchback of Notre Dame. Disney coming in at Those number 13. Those all made
1: $100 million domestically. That's a lot. That's a lot, right? Yeah, see, yeah. Yes. It was a bad year uh, That was the last movies. one
0: to clear a hundred. Yeah. According to the numbers, that's the last domestic uh, clearing of $100 million. So 13. Hunchback. Yeah. Then we get into uh, Space Jam. I thought that would have made more Everybody money. Everybody get up. It's and time Looney Tunes is, for some
2: reason, not as popular in this day and age. Yeah. I guess so. Could be the cross-dressing uh, bunny. I don't know. Everyone's pissed about it.
0: So again, we're in the late '90s, folks. You've heard of every movie in like the top 100: The Cable Guy, Courage Under Father, Jingle All the Way, Twelve Monkeys, Executive Decision, Primal Fear, Ten Cup, uh, Sleepers, Jumanji. My goodness, I mean, there's there's just so many. We 12, can just monkeys, list Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys is a
2: perfect film to watch over and over again because every time you get to the end, you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" It's, it's a really. <laughs> I want
0: to call out one last movie just because Jeff <laughs> has such a soft spot for uh, our childhood Adam Sandler experience: Happy Gilmore came oh, out in yeah. february of this year oh, and that dude. probably had a following up on billy madison that probably like solidified him in our childhood for being like one of just our childhood. Comedy I, icons. I sat
2: down and watched that with my grandfather my grandfather's not one for like swearing in movies and stuff and when oh, he can't loose that. on the scene in the scene in the office you can just hear him cutting loose in the background they're just bleeping it my grandfather nearly wet his fucking pants. I've never forgotten that image of him just piercing himself laughing. The cursing.
0: Yeah. The cursing's funny. The Bob Barker thing. Come on. Yeah. The price is right, bitch. <laughs> <The> price <laughs> is wrong, bitch. Yeah. Price is wrong. Sorry. Excuse me alligator bit my goddamn handle <laughs> i don't <know>. it was <laughs> all, right, all right all right all right well jeff you have any other standouts or can we yeah can we roll well in? this
1: so independence Day started a list of um i think it's 10 i'm looking online and for some reason they're really making me go through the fucking woodwork to try to find this but i believe it was 10 straight 100 million dollar uh movies for will smith after this which is still the world record mm. uh it probably okay. will always be um it's it's actually the highest grossing will smith movie until what do you guys think is the next highest grossing will smith movie after independence day minnebach was the next year and it was not even number one in the box office technically so not hitch good guess it I was Robot. aladdin in 2019 that's Ew, right which, <laughs> which is oh, which no. we're
2: getting to at the
1: end of this uh, first bracket oh fuck that's the last one oh, god. god damn it yeah okay that's not winning this challenge all right anyway oh, <laughs> man. um okay cool also, spoilers cool. damn million movies is a record. Oh my God, I forgot that I wrote that down. Cool. The average cost of producing a uh, studio release went up 20% to $60 million. Uh, And that includes marketing. $60 million was the average studio release budget. With with marketing included, um, and a lot mm. of that is attributed to star salaries. So many stars mm. were making between ten and twenty million dollars a pop. Uh, the Island of Dr. Moreau tanked. It's a weird story with David Thewlis and um and Marlon Brando. You can get into that. Nickelodeon got into movies. Titanic began production, and Scream is released on on December twentieth. What the fuck, people? This is so clearly yeah, a Halloween movie. I don't understand a, why yeah, are. it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, came out December. Twentieth, and it also they do that with like horror days. movies. Though they right. they
2: avoid Halloween for some reason. Even Halloween avoided Halloween. Dumb.
1: All right, awards. English Patient. <laughs> English Patient cleaned up at the awards. Anthony Magella won best big, director, Jeff. best picture. All right, uh milish foreman won for the People versus Larry Flint at the BAFTAs, and the Coens won, or they they won some other awards. I believe the BAFTA for best screenplay for Fargo, of course, came out this year. Mm-hmm. The acting mm-hmm. Oscars. Oh, this yeah. is a very famous year because oh, yeah. Jeffrey Rush and Francis McDormand won the two leading categories for a combined screen time of 57 minutes and just to be clear there are now supporting acting performances that have won oscars that have more screen time than the two leading actors combined for this year because category front is, is real shine. for shine yeah because the little kid played like mm-hmm. half the movie um cuba yeah. guinea jr wins of course the supporting actress at julia pinoche English patient, Uh, Ed Norton won the Golden Globe, Paul Schofield won the BAFTA, Lauren Bacall for the Mirror Has Two Faces, Joan Allen for the Crucible, and of course, Slingblade! Oh, John, I love watching Sling Blade. In other words, Stealing Beauty with Liv Tyler. I love French
0: fried potatoes.
1: (laughs) More Uh. more Liv Tyler Tyler soon, but this is a big breakout year for uh, her. Jeremy Irons with Stealing Beauty. Okay, so here's the real story of this. I'm going to try to keep this tight here. We got a couple action movies. We got Screamers, The Frighteners, Dusk Till Dawn is a Tarantino, Rodriguez, Clooney, Keitel, Juliette Lewis movie. Uh, We got The Arrival. Dragonheart, A Time to Kill, Michael Collins, if you love your Irish lore, your Irish history, White Squall, Ransom, and then, of course, Jackie for a Strike. But to me, the real story of this year is the 90s comedies that came out this year. John mentioned some, but I'm going to put them all in one list just so you can hear this. This is just in 1996, and this is the last of the movies for me right here. Black Sheep, Happy Gilmore, Muppet Treasure Island, Biodome, Bottle Rocket, Don't Be Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood, Down Periscope, The Birdcage, as you said, Fargo, Ed, Sergeant Bilco, James and the Giant Peach, Celtic Pride, Eddie, The Cable Guy, Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Nutty Professor, Striptease, Space Jam, Jingle All the Way, Beavis and Butthead to America, Tin Cup, Kazoo, Multiplicity, Walking and Talking, Train Spotting kingpin d3 wow. the mighty ducks that thing you do swingers high school high romeo and juliet's not a comedy but it's kind of hilarious and mars attacks all comedies with the exception of one or two that came out in this year what a monster year for comedies that's congratulations good. you've only that's chewed up seven
2: fucking... minutes of the debate with that list
0: well Dave. We like to... i love it i want to know the context that's fucking great god dude that would that's incredible isn't
2: that a that's crazy amount of comedies that came out that
0: year 99 percent of those i guess would have just gone to streaming with Yes. Oh, smaller yeah, smaller stars nowadays, oh I guess. Well, I did the we're thing last with week the same stars. Like... <laughs> yeah. Maybe, <it's>, yeah.
1: <laughs> I did the yeah. thing last week where there were like eight comedies that came out in one month. <laughs> so I don't know how people had the time. Dave, fucking crazy dude. Let's bring us back to Independence Day. Hmm. Do you have any do you have any good... I have a, I have a couple good stories for this, but let's kick it off to you, Dave. Let's go ahead and get into it. What are your thoughts on Independence Day? Any memorable stories? What would you think? Did you rewatch it? I remember yeah, I, did you rewatched
2: I I didn't rewatch this. Um at <laughs> the next two we're talking <laughs> Just jeff, jeff, jeff <laughs> do you need some water jeff mm, there you go thank
1: you is that the water buzzer that you just buzzed me with
2: <laughs> no don't drink water um yeah i i, I did re-watch the the others um same. the other two we're talking about later um really but same. i didn't this one, re-watch this one because so. uh, i've seen this, this so many fucking times ding, 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 um yeah, yeah. I, I do remember once uh, inviting a whole heap of friends over and they're like, what's this independence day thing when it like, cause they missed it at the movies because Australia, sometimes you just miss it. And uh, mm. I had it. It wasn't your independence was day. A, I had it, was, it on. It was a yeah. croc
0: on the track. Yeah. I had, I
2: had it on DVD. Uh, Couldn't make it, to, it on the, DVD to the theater. And, to the cinema. I going to talk over these dickheads. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I invited everyone around and we watched it through and we got to the destruction scene where they just fucking cut loose. And yeah. We finished it, and with this one hand just reaches out, gets the control, and pauses it. And everyone, like, looks up, and they're like, what? And he's like, I need a fucking cigarette after that. And he got up and walked out.
1: <laughs> oh, my
2: <laughs> yeah, God. Had to hold and wait for him to come back. So, yeah, because yeah, that thats uh, it's a huge sequence. It's a great sequence. It's very intense. Yeah, um, yeah it is, it's, as a sci-fi movie, this has a lot of really good ingredients in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. That's the story I, like I have a lot. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I feel oh, like I
0: am a, uh, I am obsessed with this movie. I mean, it was <laughs> definitely you know it came out at a time when I was so excited to be able to see it in the theater. It blew me away. I still have so much fun watching it. I still think structurally, it's it's a it's an incredible incredibly well-structured disaster movie. Mm. The fact that the inciting incident is introduced immediately, very quickly in the opening. But that mm. destruction sequence that Dave was talking about really comes like Forty there's an argument there. that that's <laughs> the end of Act One. Like that might even be what most people would actually call the inciting incident, is that they show mm. up and they blow everything up so quickly. So it does a really good job of putting the characters and the world's back against the wall very very quickly with such force that you really just feel like you're going against the grain and the odds are against them pretty much the whole time, as opposed to maybe a ticking clock movie where that would have been something that happens much later in the film, a giant destruction like that. But they have a ticking clock as well. They they do have that that as well, but but that's the clock ticks up to that first destruction, right? Time's up Yeah, when he's sitting on the airplane. Yeah. (laughs) uh, yeah, I don't know. This one, maybe I have just a, such a soft spot for it. It definitely has a lot more. It has a lot of like movie moments and movie dialogue that you just kind of be ready yeah. for. Welcome there's there's yeah. a lot of comedy that some people I could see saying, you know, it's a little too cheesy or campy for me. Um, but it still does it for me. There's I've ranted about this before. whenever we talked about the Independence Day movies, I still so appreciate all of the use of miniatures and practical applications mm. for special effects. And some of the early CGI still works for yeah, me. it still like works. it doesn't... I'm not saying it looks perfect compared to what we have today, but it's it still lives in the world that they created within that film, which I think is always how you could call yeah. something timeless. I would, I it would say... It doesn't
2: feel, like, super dated. We're, we're in the era now where, with the exception of a couple of movies, the CG is as dirty as the film stock it's filmed on. Like, it, it just... Yes. It fits that mold. Like, if it fits yeah, the right, tone, exactly. it fits tonally. It's not like all of a sudden something is crystal clear and... Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, all the fire and destruction, the, the sequence that Dave's friend was talking about, like a lot of that's done with miniatures and then superimposed CGI effects for the cars kind of flying out of the way as the fireball is coming. But that fireball was done realistically in a miniature set turned upside down. So, mm-hmm. or vertical. So I, I just I fucking love it. It still looks good. And as Jeff already alluded to it, this was for, I think for a lot of people, everybody knew Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So it's not like we didn't know who Will was, but he really exploded onto yeah. the movie star scene with welcome to earth. I mean, just <laughs> yes. the whole navigation of, you know, of this whole role. It's so silly, but it, it worked so well. And it's so fucking obvious when you watch this movie that you're looking at a would be, will be superstar. Like he's so confident, handsome, funny, vulnerable. Kind of a yeah. I mean, yeah, he's got <laughs> all the things, you know, like all the ingredients mm. are there and, and I don't want to pass over, uh, Jeff Goldblum is is fantastic in this role. Yeah. He really like was known for playing two main roles in the 90s that like solidified him forever, Jurassic Park and this. And I feel yeah. like we still mostly quote these movies all the time. He's wonderful in this. Um, Bill Pullman is great. I think maybe watching these movies this week, maybe the only thing about this movie in context, looking back on all these big, giant blockbuster films that could have raised the bar a little bit on it, is that the female characters who are in this movie are are present and supporting, but I don't know if the men have as much of a point of view about how their situations are affecting the women, the way that, like, maybe we'll talk eventually about how Armageddon, when that comes up. I enjoyed how the stakes and the consequences for the men uh, were bound to the women in their lives, because this is definitely a male-centric, protagonistic film. Um, but nonetheless, I still loved, loved, loved watching it again. Elizabeth had never seen it, so right. I got to fucking watch her. And in the middle of it, she was like, "This is great," you know, just yeah. like smiling. <laughs> I was like I know, right? It's just so much fun
2: to watch. Yeah, these are these ones are definitely guilty pleasures, Jeff.
1: So what's really Ooh. funny about this is that it has a the Metacritic score. The Metascore is like fifty nine, and the the Rotten Tomatoes is like sixty something. For context, we're going to be talking about Men in Black in a second. It has a ninety
2: one. They- did they did they well, possibly go back and review it after they released the sequel?
1: Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, so, mm-hmm. They were it's, just so two two mad because s- there, there is, two is two only one stories. Independence
2: Day movie. The sequel is garbage. <laughs> two,
1: two funny stories. So this movie came out on July 2nd. And the reason it came out on July 2nd is because the movie starts on July 2nd, right? It take, the whole movie takes place over three days. Mm. And I know that <clears> because <throat> my brother's birthday is July <clears throat> 2nd. And they went to the movie theater. And if I remember correctly, um, somebody had to sit in the aisle because it was sold out and somehow people must have snuck in or something. And so like they all went and saw the theaters and I didn't see it at the time, but I did see it in theaters after that. This is one of my favorite 90s blockbusters for sure. Oscar for best yeah. visual effects. Um, it, I It's just, it's, it's just the right amount of touch of the cinematic dialogue, you know, clever, witty. I mean, that speech that Bill Pullman gives is both, like, hilariously campy and also really moving at the same time. Yeah, You know, yeah. like, it just is. Um, what was the quote that my uncle said on the, our drunk Halloween episode 2020, where we, we forgot he was like, excuse me, Mr. President. It's like, whatever, the guy who voted for Trump, what is this? you know, the pilot? Are you yeah. sure? Randy Quaid.
2: I, yeah, Randy Quaid. I forget what he said. He also banged his wife on YouTube Live wearing a... a um. A fake mask. Oh, yeah! Never meet your heroes.
0: (laughs) Every line out of he was wearing wearing a uh,
2: a Rupert Murdoch mask.
0: (laughs) Every line out of his mouth in this movie, you could just put Clark on the end of
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, almost every line, every line in this movie, you could put on a fucking t-shirt too. It's That's like... so funny. Oh, um, but God. yeah, Will Smith was the dude. I mean, he'd already
1: done bad boys and he had already done like six degrees of separation, which by the way, nobody in our generation saw six degrees of separation in, in theaters, but I'm glad the critics liked it. Uh, but yeah, this is just such a hit. I mean, so much about it, the dog in the tunnel, like, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Armageddon soon, which is so much. There's so much shit that happened to that movie. This one, they do a really good job of like all the destruction scenes that haunted all of us. Like, the image of the White House getting blown up, the image of the Empire State Building getting blown Ooh. up, was you know we just hadn't seen that kind of stuff in <laughs> yeah. the movies. Like, that was the first time I saw every major landmark that I've ever known and loved just getting
2: fucking destroyed. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like the White House got blown up, the Empire State Building got fucking eviscerated. Yeah, exactly. I mean that. Looked and, yeah, but too. also, it's so I'm, cool, d- that's not flat on the top. But everyone's the looking Empire straight Staples? up into this. They're kind of they kind of MacGuffin that it's like they're looking oh, straight right. up with all the people and the signs on the rooftop. They're looking straight up into the guts. That's in the LA. Shit.
0: That's in LA. Okay,
2: cool. The shot of oh, them yeah. on the rooftop. And okay, I, 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 I yeah. drove
0: by that building the other day and I forgot to look it up. I was like, oh, that's the Independence. I need I to look it up. Yeah, um, so that's a flat rooftop in LA, not okay, the Empire. Great. But cool, dude. I mean, this movie worldwide
1: would go on to make eight hundred seventeen million dollars. Um, so Ooh. obviously, it's a huge hit. You know, only yeah. I think Jurassic Park and Lion King. I don't even know if Lion King can top this by this point. I mean, that that's huge. It's enormous. People loved it. Fuck the critics. This movie's really catchy. It's fun. We loved rewatching it before we saw the worst movie, one of the worst movies I've ever seen, which is the <laughs> sequel to this movie. Resurrection oh Insurrection. And Resur- oh. In not insurrection.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh no, that's a bad and one. This too. basically <laughs> this basically, this is the kickoff point for Roland Emmerich. Yeah. you know in american with american films to start making his long yes. line of disaster movies that are that are guilty pleasures
2: but, but super yeah, fun to watch. and culminated in a you know? masterpiece that was but, Moonfall. <laughs>
1: oh, come on. <laughs> back to wait, but back, the final thing I'll say and just to clear up that before, during it's it's great great pandemic, the pandemic, dude.
2: Earth. Come
0: on. Give him a credit. He made that during the fucking pandemic. Well, they did, <laughs> That's incredible. They did a good job of rather than
1: just showing destruction. They always had the one thing like like air. the what's that? What's the helicopter? The president's helicopter is called um not air force whatever it's called um the way like just gets out of the thing of the fire after making the decision like i should stay and like no you should go it's like ah and the way that um will smith's wife and the dog like right as it's going like the fire is going through the tunnel they do this really good job where you have your single person point of view for every disaster as opposed to just mass destruction and chaos and then of course the area 51 stuff all of it's so marine one thank you all the area 51 stuff is so good um what do you want even us things to like, do the practical Die. stuff like it's so
0: ridiculous yeah. but I love it. and uh, Brent Spiner works. is in, like one of, his first,
2: one of his first uh post Star Trek roles as well
0: yeah oh, yeah right. what a fun nerdy casting but yeah. even shots like just the just the practical elements the shot where Will is dragging the alien a hilarious little <laughs> yeah. scene oh, yeah, you know yeah, wonderful yeah. wonderful moments but when he looks up and you see the mirage of the caravan, caravan coming toward yeah. him and you're like what is that to actually have that many RVs, you know, fuck yeah, dude. They wouldn't do that nowadays. Mm. They would have ten to twenty and just fill in the rest with CGI. And I, it fucking, you feel it, dude. You feel like you're in the desert with them. It, it yeah. just and something how cool as well when, when he, he that. sees
1: that he he just like kept walking slowly. Like it, it just is.
0: <laughs> it was, it was yeah, this is really
1: this movie's cool. I don't care what anybody says. This is a cool movie. Um, it's a is it a little cheesy at times? Sure. Is it moving at times? Yeah. I I just think it's great.
0: And the the, the aliens are. Wonderful, right? They, they look oh, so yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Even that one moment, Dave, what you were saying about, like, it lives in the context of, like, the technical quality of the film. That one silly when it skimmers across uh-huh. when it breaks <laughs> in, in the lab. Like, you know, Elizabeth, like, laughed out loud at it, but not because it was... You're not, not, well, she wasn't laughing at it she was laughing with it kind of thing like it's yeah it's kind of yeah. ridiculous and that was and this, that was the alien b movie gold there. but
2: then it gets yeah. really fucking sinister yeah. straight well, after it's that scary
0: and then as yeah, soon as you dude. start
1: to see like the hands move in one of them and then they're like hey, yeah doctor doctor and they yeah. all realize it's it i mean it um speaking of aliens but, yeah let's move yeah. on all right people let's do it well what is this going to be competing against men in black the next will smith movie this one of course co-starring tommy lee jones by the way, this is on Max, and it is like a tight 97 minutes. I highly suggest mm. the rewatch. As I said, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. John, what other movies were hits in the year 1997? 1997.
0: So number two and number three for the other summer movies, does domestic are Lost World, Jurassic Park, so Steven Spielberg's sequel to his little little mm. sleeper hit in 1992 or three, whatever that was. Uh, liar Liar, Jim Carrey, number three. That's great. That again, didn't... another comedy kind of coming yeah, in and, yeah. and dominating. I mean, the the, the I after,
2: after credit scenes for that is probably better than the damn movie, but that's it, good all around, I think, yeah. that one. That's yeah. good God, fun. I,
0: love, I, I really liked that movie a lot. I watched it a lot. Yeah air force one what maybe you would have thought would have been two or three but air force one comes in at number four and then um still reigning true in the top 10 titanic is number five and then we have um we had star wars
2: it was released five years before this but it's still number five. no 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 no. (laughs) it was released in december it's number like five on the
1: list in a week and a half
2: (laughs) and then the next three months it wasn't one of the 20
0: re-releases they've done no, this was the original wait, wait, that release. That is confusing. I don't think that should be right because actually this the original re-
1: The original release of Titanic came out in December and so most of its money was made in 1998.
0: Yeah, it's, it's okay. number one so in the nineteen eighties because it was this in, this in theaters forever. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Star Wars it getting ramped up for its episode one, two, and three. The new ones that are gonna be coming out. I don't know if everybody else will remember this. They re-released new editions
2: yeah.
0: into theaters. Oh, so, trust me, A we remember updated some of them, updated some of them. Yeah. <laughs> A New Hope is number six. So I mean, I went and saw you know, I yeah. saw those for fuck sure. I Han saw shot the least first, was like, awesome. fuck sure. <laughs> come on face off <laughs> batman and robin george of the jungle con air give it up fuck yeah contact one of my favorites yeah. uh tomorrow never dies hercules flubber conspiracy theory uh i know what you did last summer the other some other of the star wars re-releases dante's peak anaconda scream the fifth element the saint jungle to jungle kiss the girls devil's oh, advocate just quickly where,
2: where do you guys sit on the dante's peak uh volcano argument where do i start because okay. they release in the same like two months apart two studios competing well, just like yeah next liked, year we're
0: gonna talk about two of the asteroid yeah.
2: movies right yeah i think i like volcano but uh, I, I don't know me too i think volcano is the way
0: to go rock yeah. paper yeah. scissors
1: shoot what is that it's a lava nobody can beat lava well except my dad i hope i mean come on <laughs> 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 yeah, <fan.
0: laughs> moving on god that's good minute back
1: um Really quick. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do yeah. this fast. I promise, Dave. So DreamWorks released its first three movies, The Peacemaker, Amistad, and Mouse Hunt. With Lane. Sony beat Disney as the highest grossing distributor after three years of Disney being number one. And after three Batman movies, Batman and Robin essentially flopped $238 million internationally on a production budget of 125 before marketing. So that is not good. Fifth Element would be the top grossing French Flipped. film it, until Batman and Robin ended a franchise. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Waiting for Guffman gets an R rating because of one scene (laughs) and ends up flopping and people would talk about it for years in marketing classes as to it would have done better if it was a PG or PG-13, which doesn't make any sense because private parts made $41 million and that is definitely an R-rated comedy. Uh, Titanic 111 Oscar is tying Ben-Hur and Return of the King. Well, in the future, uh, it had 14 nominations, which is also the most ever tying all about Eve and eventually La La Land acting Oscars. Helen Hunt and Jack Nicholson, both for as good as it gets. Robin Williams, of course, Good Will Hunting. Ben and Matt got their screenplay Oscar. Tom Wilkinson won for the Full Monty for the supporting actor. Anthony Hopkins for Amistad won an award and Burt Reynolds for Boogie Nights. So the They've, supporting actor was spread out. But Robin They made Williams a TV series
2: TV. now, the Full Monty, by the way they turn it into a tv series yes that's
1: right kim basinger wins kim basinger wins she gets her revenge after being written out of batman returns (laughs) um as if bruce wayne didn't have a relationship with her and then we see him next time and he's totally single ready to fuck really fun and then la confidential was also this year comedies john mentioned most of them but some fun ones that you didn't mention money talks good burgers the pest beverly hills ninja uh hercules came out this year booty call soul food uh you said a uh, romey michelle came out this year dave there you go and joe pesci oh chasing is another good one eight heads in a duffel bag and gone fishing i believe convinced joe pesci it was time to stop acting
0: guys <laughs> we mentioned it you know what makes me sad volcano is number 43 and dante's peak is 21 you know what beat Volcano? Speed two.
1: Yeah, cruise control. Let's go. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, Donnie oh, Brasco. Boy. Hard eight was this year. Prefontaine. Any other good ones? I know we got to move on. Uh, Mikhail's Navy. Uh, <laughs> and yet you keep talking. Anaconda. <laughs> oh, and Brad Pitt can't go to China anymore thanks to
0: seven years in Tibet, which came out this year.
1: That's enough. Gattaca we talked about. Go listen to it. All right, let's move on. Oh, and the boxer,
0: Daniel Day-Lewis. Jackie Brown. Let's go. The Lost Highway. What the good David Lynch movie. All right, let's do it. Dave. Dave, Men in Black, you rewatched. Men in Black, what do you think?
2: This is, it, right from the opening credits, like this fits the tone of like the graphic novel it's based on, and it it just everything in this works, like the cast works. Tommy Lee Jones, I didn't know it's based
0: on a graphic novel. Yeah, yeah, I didn't is either. It, I also didn't know it, I or comic it. I a comic series, I think it's a comic
2: series. But anyway, yeah, uh, Tommy Lee Jones was so fucking good in this. Yeah, and I like I. Even like later on down the track, uh, well, I still like watching Men in Black Three just to see Josh Bro- Brolin do Tommy Lee Jones when he goes back in time. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, no, in this, in the case of this movie, it was in my, in my opinion, that what really sells this movie. Will Smith is great, but Vincent D'Onofrio That's turning it, 100%. in one of the most comedic villain performances, but sinister at the yeah. same time, villain performances I'd seen in a film, and it was just fucking beautiful. Like Edgar, so that, your skin is sell, hanging off your yeah. bones. <laughs> that sells that movie.
1: What is? Get, John, that yeah, that sound. Oh, yeah.
2: Edgar,
0: your skin is hanging off your bones. <laughs> <laughs> um, John, what do you think? Did you rewatch it? I did rewatch it and I had not seen this in a That's very, it. very long time. I'm sure I watched it when I was, when I was younger, I didn't, it didn't stay with me as I grew up. I never felt the the calling to rewatch it. I did watch like the sequels as they came out and they were less and less and less impressive. So if I'm being honest, I kind of fell out of love with this, with this whole series and this idea. I had a blast rewatching it though. Yeah, and same. you're right from the opening, it was just like, man, this is a uh, really charming and, it, it establishes the tone so well introducing you to Tommy Lee Jones and then to Will Smith at the chase. It was just like, oh, I remember all this. Um,
2: also, I again, still, I still, not- I still quote the line on the park bench. A person is smart. People are stupid.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Some sure, best yeah, sure. wisdom out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Elizabeth, I don't know if she, I can't remember if she had never watched her, just hadn't watched it in a long time. I think she did see this when she was younger, but D'Onofrio, she called it at some point, like towards the end, she was like, he's the star of this movie. And honestly, like, it might be true. I feel like they, the buddy aspect of Smith and Jones is is Mm. so rock solid that sometimes, kind of like Joe Pesci with Lethal Weapon, if you have a fantastic villain and with a really good actor doing it and the writing and the direction around it to feature their hilariousness, I think this one really elevates him entirely. Uh, I. I think the only thing that I thought about, and I, I feel like this was like a little bug in the back of my uh, head for this movie when I was younger. There you go. Uh, that maybe I thought about when I was younger and maybe kind of was why I didn't go back to it as much as the movies that I was so addicted to re-watching on videotape when we were kids. And now that I think about screenwriting from a more of a technical place, I think the structure of this movie, there's something that maybe could have happened to... Before I feel like we kind of rush into going to Queens and having that final thing, yeah, I feel like yeah. there could have been maybe one more incident to raise the stakes before they just say, Oh, I know where he's going. We take that fun, you know, car ride there through the tunnel, the red and now button. we're there, and now it's all the <laughs> final. There, there may be, I feel like there might be something that should have happened that would have made them think, Oh no, we're there, we've lost all hope. I think they want it to be the, the, you know, the what do they call the aliens in the battle cruiser? The Ar Arkilium, Arcadians. Ar- 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 yeah. I think establishing them saying "Give it back, or we're going to kill you" was supposed to do the job. But I wanted something to happen on the ground yeah. with, a, with was, our heroes. It was
2: an emergency big enough to make them want to go to Queens. Exactly. So, yeah. cause so
0: like w- that scene in the morgue where he does take the, borough, the man. galaxy. Just like- <laughs> just, sure. Come on. When he takes the when he gets it from our, our the wonderful. Uh, female you know female mortician that scene is great I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it but he gets away so easily and then we have you know just the comedy of Will shooting at him and then we're, we're off to the races and I just don't feel like there was enough to put them again into a corner where maybe one of them could have gotten injured or she could have gotten injured or something so I think just looking back on it now this movie is really 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 fun that might be its only flaw though. And I think Mm. I hope that sounds like a compliment. I
1: had a blast rewatching it. It's hasty. I mean, how many movies is is, is a company? First of all, I love that. I love that New York is the main is one of the main characters of this, but it's not the usual hits. It's the Guggenheim it's the the old part in queens by the basically well, the tennis fair yeah. was i mean that's you know these are like it's 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 a cool part of you i mean will smith just climbs the guggenheim like that's pretty random i kind of yeah, forgot that great. i forgot that k had an original partner i just totally forgot <laughs> and then and then <laughs> yeah, of course completely I re- but i remember the line of I, I wasn't training the partner i was training the replacement also he trained will smith very quick it was one day also did you also think like Ignorance is bliss, the Matrix line. Did you also think, like, well, don't do this? This is a terrible life. You shouldn't do this. Um, I did think that a little bit. As
0: adults, yeah, I guess you think about that more as adults. Yeah. But it,
1: it is funny how many Marvel movies it's like, oh, it's between us and the aliens for the universe and a billion people die. And in this movie, it's literally like three people fighting. It's like a cockroach and Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. And that's it. They'll determine the
0: whole fate of the galaxy. And it's pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. And, and that's the kind of the point I was trying to make. Yeah. It, like they established the rule that Tommy Lee Jones says, there's always an Arcadian death cruiser trying to kill. The point is that these people can't know, but then they don't raise the stakes by traversing that. Yeah. Right. Think- if they had if they had dealt with that, now we have an yeah. issue. Now things are breaking all the MIB's rules and will and Tommy have to get it back and then maybe wipe the entire planet. I just wonder if there were other options that they could have yeah. had to raise the stakes a little bit more as opposed to playing within that box to keep it at a and Jeff, maybe you're right. Maybe they were like, We want an hour and a half. We don't yeah. want speed, speed, two yeah. hours. Speed. That's that's the slate. So I, if I they did, like, they fucking nailed it. Yeah,
2: I feel like over like oversaturating it might have done it a disservice. Because you've got like it's literally a buddy cop movie, but the, they're fighting yeah. aliens. And so Rip to Tor have a f- have a threat that is like so ridiculous, like they tried to do in two. Yeah. Um, R- it Rip just is- it doesn't sit well.
1: Rip Torren's like voiceover while Will Smith is doing his training montage is like a little, it's almost like an infomercial. It's just like a little weird. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, the, the morgue scene, I forget. We got to mention her. What's what's her name? Um, uh, that's uh, Linda Fiorentina. That's right. She's awesome. Um, David Cross, shout out. Tony Shalhoub, shout out. There's, there's so much about this that is really fun and it's a good rewatch. I kind of liked the, the one we saw during the pandemic, right? With um, Tessa Thompson and Chris Hanna. We we had a decent time rewatching that. I mean, it's silly fun. But no, it's okay. Yeah. Mm. I don't the, think
0: the, I liked it the second, very much. But... I didn't love
1: the second movie, the second in the series, because it was mostly, they did the, the um, because Tommy Lee Jones doesn't remember the first. He has amnesia. They just mm. explain the first movie, like the whole movie, and it's like, oh, can we move on? Um, yeah, I don't remember the second one at all. Anyway, I like it. Don't bet on it, Meat Sack. There's good lines in this. Will Smith is really cool. The, uh, There's a good Dennis
0: Rodman joke at the end about how he's an alien. Um, yeah, all that—that that was fun. All the fun illusions. Yeah. So you go to the screen and you see Sly, and you see all these people yeah, who yeah, are yeah. aliens yeah. hiding Marco in Jackson. plain sight. Yeah. That's what um, I really—I I do want to give it up for. The, we talk about special effects and stuff. Like again, living within the movie, I was laughing and enjoying yeah. all of the CGI and practical aliens that existed in this film, especially in like the MIB headquarters. The four little, eh, he, he, you know, the yeah. four little guys, like, still funny, yeah, still great. Like, it works so well. Dave, aesthetically, I wanted to point out because I'm sure you noticed, I kind of missed the late '90s green tone to everything. This was a green <laughs> New York. I yeah. fucking love that aesthetic. I loved. I, lo- I know it's kind of overdone now, but I really enjoyed how how they used that in their production design. I, I was just thinking about it a lot. It was it was so hmm, beautiful. Yeah, I wonder was and it a choice a fun or a film stock restriction?
2: Tone. Yeah, who knows? Because it uh, uh, worked uh, for me. Uh, what film stock did they use? Let's have a look. Carry Let's on.
1: Take a look. Um, the last thing I'll it say is... is that I also loved Will Smith's reactions. Honestly, like I think one of the things that makes him so cool is not just the lines, like they don't see me, you and me. Is I make you? I make this look good. It's the reaction, like when an alien jumps up the Guggenheim and then is running away, and Will processing it. Is like better than any line he says in the movie. Just like
0: him looking, be like, "Well, I'm not jumping off this." Like it's, he's he's yeah, really, it's fantastic. He's how really do you smooth. think they did, Dave? How do you think they did that shot where dude jump, leans back and off the Guggenheim at the opening, and you watch him go all the way to the ground? And like, it's it looked so real. Mm. I mean, it looked so good. I don't, I don't, oh, I don't Tommy Lee shaking
1: the plug. I want to know how
0: they did that too. <laughs> oh yeah, really cute, really cute. Yeah, that was uh it was
2: Kodak Eastman that we're using on that.
0: Oh hell yeah! The greens really put that and 100T, 200T Fuji for colour so that, stuff. Was, that's fantastic.
2: They use tungsten the whole way through for daylight, so that'll that'll <laughs> definitely give you a little bit of a tinge. I don't think oh, it's green. I,
0: I know what I wanted to laugh about with you guys. You know, I remember even as a kid being like, "What a weird little montage." Will's thinking montage at Battery Park oh, after yeah. Tommy Lee walks away, and it just goes to late afternoon, sunset, night. Oh yeah, and he's Early just sitting morning. on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. like He, he doesn't hasn't left. We've been I here a while. Like, did they, did they not get a permit for another? He doesn't go on a walk. Yeah. He doesn't go hit, you know, see yeah. the places he's going to not be able to visit anywhere. He doesn't it's go visit so his ridiculous. family. Yeah, he no. just sits on the bench. It's, that it's, made it's me that laugh night. so that hard. That feature is in video
2: games now. You can like hold a button down to just like skip twelve hours, and it, yeah, it does <laughs> it, it does the whole sky changing shit.
0: <laughs> all right. Get oh, that really made me laugh. that's how it means we got to wrap this. set
1: That's. That is really funny. That's how means we have to wrap this Ugh. segment up, but we got to vote. Only one can go oh, on. Man. Only one can advance. Oh, this one's hard. It is hard, you guys. This one's not hard. Um, <laughs> All right, you get it first then. It's Independence
0: Day. I'm going Independence Day, too, mostly because of that structure thing I talked about. It was it was pretty evident to me this time. This is a summer
1: movie thing. Men in Black's really fun. Independence yeah. Day is such an iconic Fair enough, Independence movie. Day is
2: definitely a, a rewatchable classic. I mean, Men in mm. Black is fun, but yeah. I, yeah,
1: true. All right. Yeah. So, Just like that, another movie has advanced and another movie has fallen to the wayside. (laughs) Men in Black, RIP. I'm kidding. Um, You can find it on Max right now, 97
2: probably the next sequel. All
1: right, people, we're gonna take a two second break while you hear the the music play so we can get set for 1998 versus 1999. That is, of course, Armageddon versus Revenge of the Sith. How monstrous of two movies can you possibly get put together? Who will win?
0: Stay tuned. Revenge of the Sith. Fuck. Yeah. Phantom Menace. We'll be right back. Jeff, get the the
2: fucking names right. God. (laughs)
1: Mm. All right. Well, we're talking. We're not even talking about that right now. All right. We're talking about 1998's Armageddon. Armageddon. Which, as we mentioned a second ago in the other series, technically Titanic made the most amount of money in 1998, but this was the biggest summer movie blockbuster in 1998, which is the point of our series right now. John, what else made some money in 1998?
0: What else made some money? Uh Uh, Saving Private Ryan, which I I was talking about like the R-rated comedies. I think this is fucking awesome. Saving Private Ryan, a very intense R-rated war film by Steven Spielberg. Uh, which ended up really rescuing um, DreamWorks.
2: Dude, if you were ever um, looking for a movie that grabs you and like head fucks you in the first five minutes, that this is head fucks you. Yeah, it's like twenty minutes. Yeah,
0: the, there so is, that's number yeah. three uh, behind time to *Titanic* and *Armageddon*. Uh, but the R-rated comedies are still alive and well. Number four, there's something about *Mary* *Fairly Brothers*. I mean, wow. fuck, fuck yeah, dude, that's fucking great. All number because five, of *The, jizz the Water Boy* yeah that's the water this is crazy dr doolittle that's four five and six folks in the top 10 then we got our other uh asteroid companion film for the year we were joking about dante speak and uh, volcano now we have armageddon and deep impact coming in at number seven mm-hmm. uh but you still have rush hour a, yeah. bug's life, Wait, uh, also, a bug's
1: life uh a bug's life and ants came out the same there's like a month apart a bug's life and
0: ants the two you know yeah, bug movies super yeah. weird. i think a bug's life yeah, had a better marketing stuff. campaign Yeah, but ants and Woody Allen, which yeah, DreamWorks animation. I just listened to the whole like DreamWorks like book. It's interesting listening to that stuff. Godzilla, Roland Emmerich's follow-up to Independence Day, the Matthew Broderick. um, Who else was in that with him? Lots of people. Yeah, Uh, that was number ten. But then you have you know Lethal Weapon four, The Truman Show. Love that movie. Mulan, Enemy of the State, The Mask of Zorro, ants. Uh, the Rugrats movie. I don't even remember that. Uh, the Wedding Singer. God, Adam Sandler
2: was killing it. That's yeah. two fucking. Dude, the Adam Wedding Adam Singer still holds up to this day. Though. How is that, that, that one not higher
0: good. than The Water Boy? I'm no, kind of no, just, like I like that it, movie. This is more oh, than the this, sucks. this, this sucks. is one. It really really sucks because, kids. because one of the ones we wanted to like see the found Waterboy. later. It's it's one that Patton everyone Bates, found later. Poo's ball. you. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Blade, Lost in Space, A Perfect Murder, Everest, Prince of Egypt, and other. SKG, uh, DreamWorks animation. I still like the die, first die, hour and 10 die, minutes die, die. of Lost in
2: Space. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, come on. This is great. U.S. Marshals, follow-up to The Fugitive. Yeah, Mask, Snake Eyes. All right, Jeff, give us some context, dude.
1: Um, Titanic carryover. Uh, Terrence Malick returns with a thin red line. Blade I saw in theaters, so mm, shout out. Uh, the Oscars, this is the famous Shakespeare in Love versus Saving Private Ryan year, where Shakespeare in Love won Best Picture over Saving Private Ryan. Shakespeare in Love, yeah, you Fucking Weinstein. Yeah, fucking Weinstein. By the way, that is Weinstein's only Oscar, technically, that he personally owns is Shakespeare in Love. Was it worth it? Roberto Benigni wins Best Actor in a surprise. He beats Ian McKellen for Gods of Monsters, uh, Michael Caine, and Jim Carrey, was famously not nominated for The Truman Show despite winning the Golden Globe for Drama interesting weird golden globe Mm. comedy doesn't always go on but golden globe drama is almost always nominated but not for the Truman show not for jim carrey james coburn wins for affliction but he beat jeffrey rush for shakespeare in love billy bob thornton and Mm. and um ed harris that can't be right robert duvall this is a monster category as a big category for supporting actor and then judy dench in the second fewest amount of minutes in the history of acting categories at the Oscars. she wins for eight minutes in shakespeare in love and she beat kathy bates okay I mean, you know, half baked Spice World. I feel like we've done a pretty good job with this Blues Brother 2000. Big
0: Lebowski. I've seen spice did you World mention? so many
2: times. Man Big, yeah, Man.
0: some 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 honorable mentions. Wild just things. Primary uh, colors. Yeah. Yeah. Big Lebowski. I'm a huge fan Small of uh, the movie. P- Small Soldiers came out. Uh, Pleasantville came out. L.A. Confidential. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. Um, Lighting doors. There's another like famous one. Can't hardly one, wait. The, the Broderick Godzilla. Can't hardly wait. Oh, Dirty God, work. That, that really.
1: Seven days. Seven nights. Mulan. I really like. X Files movie, Dr. Doolittle, you mentioned, Out of Sight. These are good. Small Soldiers is one that was on TV a lot. And I liked Mafia with Jay Moore. That was pretty fun. The parent Trap, if you're a Lindsay Lowen fan, of course. Drew Barrymore had Ever
0: After and Home Fries. Um, Dave, you remember uh, Apt Pupil, the Stephen King short story uh-huh. adaptation yep. with Ian mm. and uh, Brad Renfro? I wasn't was a fan of the movie. Good. Interesting. Yeah, not as much. It's a great short story. I'll give that to you. Rounders, Ple- all
1: right. Pleasantville, Elizabeth. I mean, Cape Blanchett was so good in Elizabeth. Rushmore, people. You've got male Patch Adams, and how Stella got her groove back. How is they How that? God, movies were
2: fucking okay, cool. king at the time, dude. And and the funny thing list. is, a lot of a lot of the movies on this list have serious fucking staying power. Like some of them are still classics today. I mean, even
1: Snake Eyes. Did we say that? It's, I mean, come on. All right, let's go. Yeah,
2: mm. folks. Do you remember when you had trouble? You would go first of all. You would get your
0: newspaper. And you would turn to your your local cinema oh, I love page. It. Oh, so great! And you would have a tr- you would have trouble deciding which movies to see Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of that weekend because there were lots of movies out every weekend. There yeah. were mm. movies coming out every yeah. weekend. But unfortunately, well, if we don't see it this weekend, yeah, fortunately they stayed in be there for, for a long time. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have time to see them. But of course, it built up just because the slates were huge. God, this is making me so nostalgic. Mm. Let's and now you got Tom Cody. Cruise
2: running around punching everyone trying to get his IMAX screens. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on! I want him on his mm-hmm. IMAX screens too. Yeah, me too.
1: Dave, did you rewatch Armageddon this week, which is also available on Max? Max I watched. I watched play?
2: Armageddon this afternoon. Whoa, nice dude! I are watched, you, are I you watched, exhausted? We we have like we have the two to talk about: Star Wars, Phantom Menace, and yeah. Armageddon. I watched them both this afternoon. Oh yeah, I thought you posted that. What a Sunday! Yeah. Um, what is what a Sunday? And uh, <laughs> yeah, Armageddon, dude. It just Everyone loves to hate Michael Bay, but fuck the dude can make an action film. This thing just yep. grabs you and doesn't stop. Like, every yeah. time it looks like it's getting slow, something happens. The pacing in this is fantastic. They they gave the fucking meteor its own personality and sound effects and shit. So every time you hear that, you know, you've got to be scared. Um, the premise is ridiculous, but they somehow pull it off just by... It's it's like, we're just going to go with this. Come with us or don't. Like, it's, it's, it's a really good fucking action movie awesome soundtrack um Bruce Willis is at his best around here like Die Hard's great this God is just as it. fucking good like he is oh, yeah. he is nailing it at this point he's like in command of this but what a cast like fucking yeah. Billy Bob Thornton Ben Affleck who in my opinion at the end of this film does some of the best acting I've ever seen him do um Steve Buscemi steals the show every time he's on fucking screen uh, I mean, usual. every every line he says that he's yeah. a, a sex addict yeah. like a loner I mean it's brilliant yeah, it's like you could not get a better ensemble for the action team. So good. John? I, I, I
0: completely agree. I'm not going to lie. I think in my uh, in my evolution as a film watcher, I think I also had gotten kind of tainted by Michael Bay in, in just his persona and the kinds of movies that he's already working on, you know, after this all the way up to Ambulance last year. I kind of just got a little fatigue not no, not saying that he isn't extremely talented, but I loved rewatching this. I don't, had not seen it in a long time, and for all the reasons that Dave just listed, it's mm. it's um, it's I, not. I wonder,
2: does it, the question is, did did you get fatigued or did he get fatigued? Because you can watch Ambulance and be like, I yeah, this is okay, and then you watch Armageddon and you're sitting there glued to the fucking screen. So it's <laughs> yeah, like, did and, we and, get fatigued or did the filmmaker?
0: It's a good, good it's a good question because I wonder if he. I mean. Can you imagine how much like Michael Bay unlike James Cameron and I would put him in that world of big 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 event filmmaking James Cameron takes years and years and years off between films mm. it must be exhausting making a Michael Bay film yeah. and having to having to steer that giant ship yeah, with it must these be huge awesome budgets editing and- that on film it's got to be tough. You know, they got to know what they're doing. Anyway, I was really, really impressed. Like, completely agree, Dave. The, not to harp on it, but like the structure was just, it really blew me away. Mm. The screenwriting. Also, guys, did you see those interesting screenwriting credits? J.J. Abrams, Tony
1: Gilroy, people. And then, of course, Jonathan think, Hansley. yeah.
0: Yeah, but it was weird the way they had it. I think the way I took it was that maybe J.J. and his partner wrote the first draft. And then Tony Gilroy and his partner had... Adaptation by because there was a story credit oh, below that. So I think maybe JJ and them wrote the first, they adapted his for the final draft. But yeah, names you know and yeah, love that, and this that big commercial filmmaking stuff, which is whoever whoever gets all the credit. I'm glad that they're all involved because I thought it was really great. This screen rating and the, st- and the structure for this kind of action movie, it's a fucking lesson. You think Every time you think yeah. they're going to solve a problem, fucking throw them down the stairs. Yeah. John Wick them down <laughs> to the bottom of the stairs. Yep. Like Every time they turn around, there was an issue, and that's why it's it's exciting. And again, like I was saying with Independence Day, the destruction the shameless the shameless consequential accountable destruction of planet earth throughout this movie but including oh, yeah. the beginning is necessary i forgot mm. they ex- they destroyed paris yeah. when it got to that i was I like to, oh shit dude they just City. fucking wiped paris off the terrible place. Paris. get out
1: yeah, Fuck, and why, yeah, why did dude, I all mean, of these meteors hit the tiniest specks of the planet these cities are small in the grand scheme of things and new york city got hit by also, like 17 i had, I had to laugh
2: i did have to laugh when they cut back to paris after that and what's what's the thing that stands in the big roundabout they had the fight out at john in john wick Arc de yeah. teleron, Arc yeah. de it's still standing thing. but the fucking crater from the meteor is right next to it i'm like what is that fucking <laughs> thing made of yeah.
0: <laughs> we la- we laughed about that dude that was funny i think my only criticisms that are and these are just this is michael bay whether whether we like it or not for better for worse you agree with it you don't agree with it some of the over sexualizing of Liv tyler was just not necessary for storytelling and felt a little bit like don't you want to watch ben affleck sit behind her in one of the um you know when he when bruce willis finds them in that Mm -hmm. and they're like He's like kissing on her back and pulling her, her dress strap down. And they're supposed to be like saying goodbye to each other. And they're sitting in the back of a rocket engine. I was like, this is just so contrived and sexualized. It took me out of it a little bit. First, it's like, it doesn't take me out of it the way he directs his action. Sometimes that romance stuff and the way he, the way he did he it was so... Like the, animal cracker,
1: they, they're like the Animal Crackers line, even when that came out, everybody was like, that's cheesy, of right? Of course. But it's it's the way thing. it's framed because people would do that. I don't know if they would be on that structure if they had one night to spend with somebody. I've would be done be kinky shit with Animal
2: Crackers before.
0: <laughs> but I just, I, don't know, I just feel like it could have been, <laughs> it it could have our been our a bus little bit... Str- anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, that one, and then... That much sugar
2: is not good for you by this,
0: all. Uh, the His sentiment and nostalgic take on like the way he showed America... Those slow motion things of like what yeah. era was that supposed to be? And those white pr- future Proud Boys running around <laughs> in fucking rural America with like farmland behind them and shit. I was like, yeah. what time is this supposed to be? Show an urban setting. Show people who aren't white. I thought it was kind of weird. That well, he, they 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 show the urban setting people, was d- deserted. <laughs> I know it was so that that weirded me out a little bit. Like and he did it a lot in a very sentimental way that I just yeah. thought. Just a few of those changes would have heightened this movie to
2: something that would have
0: reached and made us feel like we were all.
2: You know, if you're making a movie about Americans saving the world, cater to the Americans, dude. Like, they're they're the audience for this. That's just what America looks like. I don't know. I just thought that was (laughs) a little bit weird. But that's what everyone else thinks America looks like.
0: (laughs) I, that, then that probably uh, you're probably right um so that, that was really my only like you know hardcore like it was a little distracting whenever those things would happen but yeah. otherwise mm. i was really moved my little uh personal story for this film dave you kind of mentioned it already i saw this movie for the first time on a band bus when we were driving <laughs> like five hours to some competition damn they put this thing on and when he take As care of my little girl intended. and throws us- <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Throws Ben back in the thing and hits the button, and Ben's freaking out. Like yeah. I think I cried, and I was—I remember like crying in front of people, and everybody kind of laughing at mm. me. And I was like, It's oh, very shit. It was like one of the first times I cried in a movie. And yeah, he really brings it, man. Dude, I, I was—I
2: was really impressed. Uh, her conversation with him when she's like, "Daddy, no," apparently, "Daddy, no" sets me off like crazy because like that did it. The whale did it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You get that girl just right. break down, and yeah, it's. That that this, that was where the tears came from me. And
0: yeah, so I because I alluded to it earlier. Let me just bring it back. This was what I was talking about. I just I did just say the over sexualizing and the sentiment, but I did enjoy that because there was the father daughter daughter dynamic and the hopefully future <laughs> you know fiance boyfriend dynamic with her as well. You could share. The stakes were imposed upon us to think about the consequence of losing her or her losing them the whole time, as opposed to independence day. And like those, it was kind of, it felt kind of when we were not in the same yeah. scene with them, we weren't thinking about it, but I, I liked that, that rose, that raised the stakes throughout yeah. the movie, building to that final climactic emotional mm. moment. It's all about her. That's who yeah. they were both fighting for. Well, it's, and it's funny. That. That's, a, that's, that's that a great really tool. Well.
2: And Joss, Joss Whedon used to family use famously use that in Buffy. It was like whenever he wanted an emotional reaction for the audience, he made Willow cry. so it's like it that that sort of becomes a tool as well she's the human element that like she has no power to change any of her situation it's all happening around her so almost like the whole things could be from her perspective
1: so i like the movie too um this <laughs>
0: jeff we don't care about what you think yeah dude. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you still here um this had a 140 million dollar budget about 14 of which went to bruce willis who they arced him perfectly i mean like if honestly yeah, he's yelling at first the golf where he's hitting the golf. The shotgun. golf the greenpeace people like I, I don't know if that would work as well today but like the shotgun i bet i mean that again wouldn't work today straight but on how the back funny of that anything, I, I give you yeah. 50
2: grand a year <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah 50 grand what a yeah. generous amount nowadays yeah um, I mean the cast is unbelievable the cast let, let, let me shout let's just say it Bruce Willis Billy Bob Thornton fuck yeah Liv Tyler obviously Ben Will Patton Steve Buscemi Owen Wilson Patton. who is like a year out of Rushmore William Fick, Fick, is it Fickner or Fitchner? it doesn't matter Michael Clark Duncan I mean Keith David is in this Jason Isaacs has like a cameo mm-hmm. kind of part in this this movie is so stacked it is so fun every single thing that can possibly go wrong goes wrong but we are grounded by the fact that why do we fight we fight for family and um the the bruce willis ben affleck like tension is really that really works the fact that he doesn't want to work with Ben Affleck, i do think they sold that well this is the year after goodwill hunting this is essentially ben affleck's first big star role um the steve buscemi lines are so funny my favorite line in the whole movie is um It's, um, oh, fuck, I wrote it down. Oh, if I were to kick you to the balls and you don't know how to work them, what happens? And he says, I float away. Yeah, and Steve Buscemi goes, yeah.
2: When do we start training for that? Like, this is literally like the day before they go to space. They <laughs> like, land minus, on the moon. The, minus the, he's got like space dimensions. Like I would really like to take on this responsibility. Like, <laughs> oh like-
1: baby. I want to make babies. Oh yeah, for sure. I want, yeah. yeah. I mean, they also seem like they're good at drilling. I do think that matters. I love that Bruce Willis, I, I call it the why we fight montage where he's like, we need these people to go out and fuck <laughs> for six <laughs> hours before they go. Unlike, um, <laughs> unlike, um, Apollo 13 or something. There's just so much about this that works. Every- they have to go to the Russian space station. They have to go to the moon. They have to zip around it. And it's like all of these things seem really fucked up. It's a little too exhausting. It's a little exhausting. It's exhausting, people. This movie is really hard to sit through. It really is. It's so long. And every single <clears> thing that needs to go wrong goes wrong. But at the same time, they really pace yeah, it well like so lead. that when they get to the Bruce Willis moment Are they Are blowing the up a meteor or
2: making a film? Fucking hell.
1: <laughs> also, the, the, I, the CGI did not age well to the fact that, like, Weeks before this was going to hit Earth, it looked pretty close. <laughs> that meteor look looked close. really close. Maybe it's, um, a, maybe
2: it's like a wide-angle lens or something.
1: But this is so, I mean, it's so iconic. The the leaving on a jet plane where everybody's singing. I mean, it's just so many iconic moments. They just know how to frame those, those moments. Russian components, American components, all made in Taiwan. Like, there's just so many iconic
0: things in this movie. It's really
1: fun. That's what I think.
0: How many 360 wraparounds uh, did you count, Dave? I
1: mean... <laughs> 140 oh, million dollar yeah, budget is what is that penis. today what, what is it today 300 million for this movie to do what they did
2: probably yeah uh yeah, it, they could make it for 120. <laughs> they just won't pay the writers is that what it
0: is yeah mm. and they wouldn't have those kinds of stars no not not the way stars are paid yeah. today no they'll get back ends. i thought you made the visual effects like, like oh bruce would well, they would, but they would also get. They wouldn't work for scale and get back in. No. They would still negotiate you an enormous down. amount.
2: Five and five. Yeah, I, me, I don't know. We'll see. You know, to the be animal. honest, I don't think this movie could get made today. For a lot of reasons. Yeah.
0: This made me sad for Bruce Willis. Just want to say that. Yeah. 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 Thinking about you, Bruce. Man, you were the fucking man in this movie, and all this. Like as, as Dave said, you yeah. were just crushing it at this period. He came to um, the diner. Met him. Yeah. Met him
1: a couple times at the diner. Nice guy. Yeah, dude. his wife made him face the door and you could sit here and be like he's like (laughs) i know let me let me tell that
0: story really quickly just because it's so good well i was there for sure one time without you it was late at night and this you know large man came in black you know really nice like baseball cat could tell it was probably this man probably has some money but just jeans and like a nice leather jacket and he was with a young woman who Probably was not his daughter. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure who it was to be honest. I don't that keep would up with like gossip. <laughs> but I went up. They were just sitting at a small little two top table, just for two people, a little two person booth at this dinery restaurant that Jeff and I worked at. And I was like, Hi, hey, how's it going? Can I take your order? And those blue eyes look up at me yeah. and he's like, Two chocolate milkshakes, please. And I was like, Oh, my God! I mean, like I could just immediately every bit piece of my being. I was like, just fucking dude, punch me in the face. Like yeah. uh, John McCain cool. is cool. in the Stay fucking cool. building, dude. Yeah. God, he was so awesome. He was so clearly the coolest guy yeah. in the room. Like immediately, what a dude. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's Armageddon. All
1: right, Armageddon. All right, here we go, people. Are you ready to pivot into 1999?
2: I think anyone was
0: Hold ready. On, to this. I, I, want, I want to bring this up because I ask you guys, Jeff. You said it's exhausting, and I just want to ask. As much as I was enjoying this, I do wonder if, did the Buscemi madness work for you guys in the rewatch? Because I At the end, I appreciate writing in that somebody who's not very well yeah. trained and stuff, somebody was going to break. Yep. But I don't know if I enjoyed the, the madness and the way that they portrayed it, as opposed to maybe going with another, like, fear or... Or some kind of regression, or some it, other think form it had of sabotage. To, I think it
2: had to be him because he was the one that went up there, assuming he wasn't coming back. Like that every, is true. Every single thing he, the way he did, kinda... he was like, "I'm not coming back from this." Ah,
0: yeah. So, wouldn't it have, could it have been more interesting if he if he ended up desperately wanting to come back, and like something overtook him, and it was fearful, as opposed to I don't know. There's just I remember feeling that maybe when I was a little bit younger too. Like, of course they cast Steve Buscemi, and of course he goes a little nuts. And I, I don't know. I guess I was wondering if it if it worked for you guys this time around. Hundred percent worked for me. Thought, oh, work, for me. Yeah. work for All me. Yeah, worked for me. All right, 100%. good. Very good.
1: Um, I had hold on. I have a little issue with the audio here. No big deal. Let me just fire this up here. Is it something I'm gonna have to fix later? Yep. Fuck. <laughs> i'll buzz myself Mm,
2: (laughs) all right let's move on no show this week's focus
1: (laughs) all right people we are now going to be talking now that i'm starting a new audio track we are going to be starting to talk about 1999 and this is of course star wars the phantom menace closing out the millennium. finally 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 george lucas forgot he shouldn't direct let's go people John, what, what, what other movies made some money in 1999? No, I'm
0: kidding. This movie is fun. Go ahead, John. 1999. Well, the big one. The, honestly, like it's hard to beat Star Wars. But number two, also a summer release, The Sixth Sense. I mean, this is mm. the beginning of like a whole new dawn for our twisty auteur, Mr. M. Night Shyamalan. That we've talked about several of his movies on this podcast. No, that that Toy was Story the dawn. Two.
2: That was it. Literally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, come on. <laughs> Come on. Mm. Uh, Toy Story 2. Uh, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, The Matrix. Holy shit, yeah. you guys. That came out in, oh my God, March 31st release, though. So kind of on our cusp here we wouldn't have mm. counted that anyway if it had been number one unfortunately because it was it came out a little nobody, bit too early nobody knew what it was and it just blew up i yeah. love that jeff Dave, That's that second quarter i always talk about like it's when get out came out and mm. that's when so many like sleeper movies that do well uh let's keep going runaway bride player witch project world is not enough Notting hill double jeopardy analyze this the general's daughter american pie oh god almighty what a fucking yeah. cult defining movie for our generation Changed desserts for um, everyone Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Stuart Little, Entrapment, The Green Mile, Deep Blue Sea. They ate me! The, the <laughs> fucking shark ain't me! <laughs> uh, American Beauty, which I'm sure you're going to chat about in the Oscars section. Patch Adams, um, Thomas Crown Affair, Blue Streak, KO, Bowfinger, The Bone Collector. She's All That, End of Days, Three Nights, Civil Action, Eyes Wide Shut. I'm going to end with that. Yeah. We'll, we'll mention a few others. Give mm. us some context.
1: Uh, this is one of the best movie years ever. That's the context. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. like
0: 1939 is, and you're, and this year are considered like the greatest movie years of all time in terms of just how many are now considered iconic, critically acclaimed, and commercially successful movies of all time. Hit us with it.
1: Um. Well, so the the Oscars, you have American Beauty, of course, winning Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Kevin Spacey, Hilary Swank beats Annette Benning and Janet McTeer at the Oscars for um, Boys Don't Cry. Michael Caine wins his second Oscar for The Cider House Rules, beating Michael Clark Duncan for The Green Mile, and Jude Law for um, Ripley, Talents of Mr. Ripley. And Tom Cruise for Magnolia, who won the Golden Globe. But Angelina Jolie is sort of the only clean sweep besides Kevin Spacey. for girl interrupted when she was a very young oh, person. Oh, damn, yeah. Um, yeah. Other movies, I mean, you, you mentioned most of them. I mean, they're huge. Some other like kind of fun movies you have like Election, Varsity Blues, She's All That, Blast from the Past with now Academy Award winner Brendan Fraser. I forget if you <laughs> said Payback, Office Space, Eight Millimeter, lockstock and Two Smoking Fight Barrels, club, Dude, Fight Club. Yeah, Lock, stock, and Two Two Smoking Barrels came out this year. King and I with Jodie Foster. You know, got some people in there. Ten Things I Hate About You. Not sure if you said that. Austin found the midsummer night dream movie that people watch. Notting Hill. I think you said Run Lola Run. People, Muppets from space did you say blair witch was that on the list did that get up there yeah it did yeah isn't that fucking crazy and then you know there's just so many movies bone collector dogma comes out this year house in haunted Hill, mystery alaska double jeopardy can somebody somebody
2: get the dogma rights back off weinstein and get a fucking release of that thing in the u.s yeah
1: (laughs) uh any given sunday and john you and i really love (laughs) the end of the affair ray finds god he's so good in that movie all right Mm, i think that's enough for now but this is a fantastic oh and superstar We'll get us Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon. Let's go. Okay. Dave, Mm. you
2: rewatched Star Wars The Phantom Menace. I did. This And it's really funny because my wife famously won't watch these. She sat there and did something else. Like, she went and saw this uh, when it came out, and she was so pissed off. Uh, She was like, it it sucks. I'm never watching it again. The the prequels are not allowed to be watched in our house. So I put this thing on today. Yeah. And... uh, famously when i went and saw this famously in my life anyway when i went and saw this the first time i was at the i was at opening night uh in australia and there was a line out the door everyone was in robes there were fucking lightsaber fights in the aisle the a long time ago when a galaxy far far away came up and this like the, the cinema fucking erupted in cheers and we all sat there wrapped and watched this thing and went through and the you know all the lightsaber fights and fucking everything and I went and saw it again three weeks later with uh, a couple of friends, and we were the only three people in the theater. And it was <laughs> deserted, and I'm just sitting there going, I don't remember this movie being this fucking long. Oh, uh, mm. yeah. And it, it mm. just sucked the life out of it. And mm. that hasn't changed for me. This movie is two hours of really slow exposition and a pod race and a lightsaber fight done. It could be 40 minutes shorter. Um, I mean, it's, the hints are all there, dude. Like, it, it starts off talking about in the text scroll, talking about taxation of trade routes. It's like, you know what you're in for. Like, this is Star Wars trying to be a political thriller. Really, heatedly.
1: Viceroys and trade yeah. and senates. I learned and a lot really of And like, Really bad accent
2: there. choices. Weird. Uh, yeah. The, Queen is, uh, duh, duh, duh. the Viceroy's accent's really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... Like, it's... All, almost all... of the, the one, the only thing I will say, and I was talking to John just before we started this, um, is the fact that, like, Hayden Christensen, who got shit-panned for the trilogies, and the guy yeah. who voiced Jar Jar Binks, who basically had to delete his social media, he got yeah, depressed, like, yeah. it was really bad. Both of those guys have appeared in, uh, like, Hayden came back for Obi-Wan, and then... What a good show. Uh, the guy who voiced uh, Jar Jar <laughs> came back <clears throat> for... <laughs> came back recently in a, a cutscene for, I think it was in Mandalorian where he rescued Grogu and everyone was like, Oh my God, he's so fucking good. Let's get him back. And like, and he got the love that he finally, you know, deserved. Like Jar Jar was a terrible choice. Did of you say character.
1: It, was a, it was a cut scene,
2: though. It was a cut scene. No, it was, it was in the show, but it was like a side flashback. Sorry. Oh, flashback. I thought you meant like, I've been playing a lot of video games lately. Okay. i was like he was so good at this yeah it was was good to see them like get the love because he he got a a bum rap on that because that character was terribly written terribly designed and it's possible he's a sith
1: guys Mm -hmm. his movies are for kids and george lucas is a grandpa i don't know what else to say about it because there's some fun stuff in this i mean the reveal of the two jedis at the beginning is fine (laughs) but the jokes are so grandpa jokes like they're not funny for kids and they're not funny for i don't know who they're funny for but like the opening reveal where the two Jedi and you know it's you know it's them but i, I didn't know who qui-gon jinn was so like to see liam neeson in this i thought that was pretty fun it was and uh, it was obviously he was gonna die it was obvious he's gonna die oh,
2: that was that was great like that whole scene is fantastic and then, You're and then right, you can master. skip the next you can skip the, you can skip the next 40 minutes nothing yeah, of consequence you. happens i'm with you it's yeah. something
1: I, yeah, it's like everybody i feel like has memorized those first 15 minutes or so there's always no, a bigger fish this one. there's always a bigger fish there's a little i mean you know they, they clearly were going effect happy in that
2: little like in the pod thing not pod that's a wrong word yeah in the, in the little mean, boat with dude, the that's like, real, water there's and... not a real set in this thing like he green screened the fuck out of everything
1: and then of course they have to go to tatooine which is fine you see annie and c3po and stuff and I, I don't know as a kid that really worked i i knew here's what i knew i knew i was going to be playing the pod racing game I knew I was going to play yeah. the video game when the movie came out. I was like, "They're going to make a video game of this." And you know what? They the did. The Darth yeah. Maul character with the two, and then especially with the lightsaber reveal. I mean, that is like that. They nailed the. It. It's clearly like on the whiteboard. They circled those moments and said, "These are the highs of the movie." Mm. Write us the rest of it. And you're right, Dave. You're right. It's too the bad other, because it's other, really fun. The other fun. thing that gets really creepy fun, is when you get to like
2: Episode three and look back and realize that she's supposed to be about fourteen, he's about seven, and he bangs her later and it's just like it, it's it's yeah. it's a whole dear evan hansen moment it's like that that age gap is not right babe <laughs> you're like sand um john what do you think <laughs> okay you're getting that one
0: <laughs> i agree with everything you guys you guys said i think it's important to put yourself in the mindset again for better or for worse i think the world decided for worse of George Lucas thinking, because he so openly has said this, he said it then, he says now, I could finally make the special effects movie I wanted to make. He always felt so underwhelmed by what he was able to achieve with the practical elements in the first generations of Star Wars. And too much of a good thing. I think think it ended up eating up. The sequences ended up getting in the way of storytelling. And the storytelling choice he did make to center it around a young child Ended up being this, this film's for me ultimate detriment. I might push against you guys because my favorite aspect and what I do think works the best in these first three movies, this early part, early trilogy, if you will one, two, and three, are the politics. I like those aspects about number two and number three, especially. I think they get really interesting. I've always, I was always very curious how did the emperor become the emperor? <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it's still politics. Yeah, those are. So true. I was really. I really liked that. And I, I enjoy that more and more as I rewatch these as I get older. Um, but this one is always hard for me. I I struggle with children on film acting just, like, insanely zany and happy all the time, especially if they're supposed to be, like, really gifted and stuff. It just feels so unrealistic and campy. It doesn't feel, like, it doesn't feel is, like
1: Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Also like,
0: not at all. And, it, and again, it. I know that they wanted to, like... You you need to push against that in yeah, a way yeah, so yeah. that when the turn comes, it oh my to God, be smart. Harry Potter actually did that become... well. Harry Potter did that well. Right. I think so too. I think there are good examples of when this gets pulled off. And unfortunately, that's just the detriment of this film. And you're right. It really can be looked down as like really cool opening sequence, Establishing the Jedi's, fun pot rice in the middle that was like, God, we better have something because this is mm. such a boring sequence on Tatooine. And then a really epic, you know, Big yeah. out out you know, space dogfight slash Star Wars classic, you know, lightsaber battle yeah, between some Jedi at, at the time, end. Yeah. But and also I think the like, sequencing and the structure right the of that of it, battle though. at
2: the end is good, but yeah, but straight after that, they're like, Okay, you're now a master and he you're gonna train him. Did did they miss a draw a golden opportunity there to show the Jedi trials? Because Probably. that's an element they've yeah, I mean, never shown.
0: Staying outside of the Jedi politics quite as much, it seems like kind of like, he he wanted to keep them like shrouded in mystery a little bit, I guess. Yeah, but, I, um, they just I don't know. when you go into lore like this, I think we've made this argument when we were talking about the franchise face, or at least I did. The morality tale archetypal structure of the original three, four, five, and six were so cleanly built around. Joseph Campbell's, you know, hero's journeys, structural Mm. structures, that these tried to be something different. I tip my cap for wanting to do something different. And there are elements of them that I love, like the politics. But ultimately, I think they ended up just being eaten alive by trying to maybe give a little bit too much time to certain elements and not having the courage to delve into more of the complicated issues like the politics and like
2: the Jedi religion yeah. that maybe would have and given us even more circumstance. Who the fuck mows the grass in that field? <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, is this <it>, uh, <laughs> so uh, Damn it, I hit the wrong one. Yeah, um, yeah this was just... Uh, it- if
0: I have to attribute one word to Phantom Menace, it's just silly. It's a silly film. And yeah, I, this, I just can't, I just don't, there's a reason I like Andor and I like oh, Empire Andor Strikes so Back good. and I like the more adult, mm. I like Revenge of the Sith more than Phantom Menace. This is just such a shameless I like, child's I even movie. like Attack
2: of the Clones like better than this one because they split them Me up too, and you have sure. two storylines uh, with yeah. the, like the, the investigation and that sort of thing. It's, this, yeah,
0: dude, there is a gigantic political intrigue that is happening that eventually we kind of yeah. follow... Ewan, as he navigates that whole thing, and is fucking fascinating. All of that is so fascinating to me. This one is, it's just, it's a shame. It's bogged down. Let me pitch you guys an idea. What if Anakin had been a background character? Like, all those story beats did happen. There was a boy on Tatooine that we took under. There's a boy that we found has immense power. And there's a boy at the end of this movie that we need you to train, Obi-Wan. And he had just been talked about. Yeah. And maybe even never seen. Holy shit! How cool would that have been for you to just? He would have been about the lore. Maybe that's too dramatic, but I feel like he could have been way I mean, more
2: powerful. For, to be if honest, he would have been in the you're not allowed to train him. Why the fuck did they take him with him to a war zone? There's so many questions. <laughs> yeah. How does the emperor emperor like preserve his identity just by using noir lighting? Like. I have so many fucking questions. The lighting does change.
0: And the John Williams dark chorus stuff comes underneath them and the light cuts across his face. It's hard light whenever he's talking to. Yeah, you're exactly right, dude. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think we are famously joining the ranks of people who are really, 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 really hard on this movie. But you know what? You're messing with some of our absolute favorite characters of all time. And yeah. people get ang- upset about that and defensive. And you, you, I think everybody knows they
2: dropped the ball on this one. It's a shame to say it, but they did. I mean, they did. There's too much quirky comic relief um, just because they could introduce a CG character. And like that, that was early on. CG characters didn't really exist up just like up until that point, like wow. in that much detail. And oh. like there's little things like you know you and McGregor ducking as his ears flop around and stuff like that. Like there's some yeah. good filmmaking techniques there, but the character right. just sucked, and it's so Jesus. annoying. Like it, it, it's it's yeah, this is it's OB no one. one's no one's fault. They just u- used him wrong. Um, it's, it's probably George Lucas's fault. It's George Lucas's <laughs> fault <and> I, <laughs> I respect that man
0: <laughs> enormously, but he had so much power in this, and this was his baby. Wrote mm. it, wanted to make it. This was the dream. This is why he made it, so he could apply all these effects. And I think he, I think he just took his, whatever. He made some mistakes. He just, he's done so many things successfully a, that who fucking cares? Strong that enough guy to like, still
2: the great. That's strong enough to band together and come up and yeah. go, George, nobody talks like this. Like the original I guess, cast did. May, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe there weren't enough
0: people to say no. You know, yeah. he's still a fucking goat. Like, who cares? He's yeah. allowed to
2: mess one up. He's, he fucking yeah. nailed
0: everything else. So. All right, hey, Jeff, so what do you got? Armageddon, I Jeff, guess we can't now. hear you, bro. I thought I couldn't hear you. Dave, can you hear him?
2: I can hear him
1: it's just you God i'm getting it i'm I getting it on my thing, Arma- thing yeah. armageddon armageddon.
2: Is going through i think I, i'm on armageddon he's on armageddon i feel like you're on armageddon <laughs> i'm on armageddon, armageddon. actually
1: wait hey, can you hear me now if i do this yeah i can't what happened i turned off original sound okay original Here. sound off john can hear me original sound on you can't what the fuck people zoom is crazy all
0: right Michael Bay's Armageddon, Armageddon. Moving ahead of Star Wars episode one. I love it, you guys. Good yeah. for us.
1: I mean, look, Arm you know, Star, it got it, it got the Star Wars franchise reinvigorated and um it didn't age well. Okay are cool. those our
0: first two disaster movies to move forward. I uh, think they are, right? I think
2: so. I guess so.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think those are the first two we're kind of moving into the Guys, we're cooking. We're like we're really yeah, cooking. Yeah. We're more than
2: halfway
1: done. All right, people. What joy. That's it. What joy. Two disaster movies. Move on. Next week.
0: What are we doing we're gonna next do, week? Yeah, Can let's, I tell let's,
1: let's do next week before we do uh what you've been watching with our recommendations. What are we doing next week? Who's got to fire it up? John, this is D- going to be
0: really fun, folks. Marty Anybody crashed, who's in so. love with animation. Oh, you just crashed? <laughs> Tomorrow, no, this.
2: Uh, I tried to bring up the page.
0: Oh, Okay, good. I got you. So anyone who's a big fan of animation, I think you're going to enjoy the next episode a lot. The 19, uh, 2000, so this is 2000-2001. 2002, 2003. The year 2000 is the sequel to Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible ah, 2.
2: Wow.
0: Ready? And then it is going to be facing 2001's Shrek. Fuck yeah, baby. Anybody wow. who's excited to talk about that? I'm excited to talk about that. And then 2002, you have, we're going back to superheroes here, Spider Man, the very first Sam Raimi Spider Man with Tobey Maguire versus. Finding Nemo for 2003. Oh, Get out what, of here, baby! Yeah, a surprise. We have two of the greatest animated 3D features in the early 2000s for sure. I'm so excited to talk about both of them. I, I, I'm, I haven't seen either of them in a long time, and I got it kind of teared up just there thinking are, there about them. There are some nasty Nemo.
2: brackets coming up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good, I'm excited. All so that's right, going to be it
2: for next week. What do we got, Dave? What you been watching, dude? Uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds kicked back in this week. Uh, came out strong. It was a, mm-hmm. a, a fun episode, but also a little bit serious. Look, they normally like keep making it a little bit fun. This one I think was more, it was sl- probably the darkest they've ever done, but they're not staying with that tone. So it's it's a great show. I love that show. Like it's we're in season two now. Hopefully they keep it going because Paramount Plus is on the cancel wagon now at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. They're all like writing them off and ser- like taking them off the surface within a week and then selling them to someone else. So
1: uh,
2: hopefully mm-hmm. that doesn't carry on yeah i have been watching uh i
0: finally caught up i'm not finished with it but a uh, beef that series on netflix ah, that i think everybody yeah. really, really enjoyed watching how is it you haven't seen it no i, I watch thought you watched day. it it's yeah. an a it's an a24 production ah so that should tell you everything you need yeah, to know yeah. it's absolutely worth watching um really really cool really unique really really great I, I definitely suggest sitting down and just binge the shit out of it 30 minute episodes so enjoy yourself How about you, Jeff? Um, Not much, except I started The Bear. The Bear,
1: I started, and that is back Mm. for season two. They dumped all the episodes, so they're all available. I will have finished it by next week, but God, I love it. I love it so much, and the pickup. like, Luckily, they ended season one in such a way that was like, I love this in comedies, where you can go in a million different directions. You're not just like, well, now we have to pick up where we left off. It's like, okay, there's so much we can do. Let's have some fun. The Bear, people, good stuff, Hulu. Mm. All right. Great can't wait to talk to you guys next week let's see what we got we got at least one or two disney pluses in there yeah no it's I'll gonna be really good I can't wait all right let's wrap this up thanks so much for following film fans please like subscribe and thank you dave for editing my shitty audio Fuck. you bastard yeah you're gonna use my backup audio for some of this for sure bye everybody oh no peace